People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest hundred percent organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Guys, we are back with Jordan Gate Part 3. We really did our best to try to approach the situation with a level of kindness and compassion and clarity and just give everyone a place to have an open dialogue about this. So we know this has been crazy, but we hope you enjoy. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Commas by Celebs. And welcome to Jordan Gate Part 3. <laughs> This has been a wild ride and it continues to be one. And we are going to do our best to try to walk everyone through this, add some clarity, some calmness to the situation because this is intense. Uh, In part one, we kind of were just freaking out and like needed a place to discuss it. Part two, we tried to take it a little bit more factual and sift through what was happening. And now it's a combination of the two. There are a lot of emotions. There's a lot of uncertainty, but there's also a lot of facts and we want to get into it. I can't believe we're at part three of this. When we walked out of part two, somebody had said to me, they're like, is there going to be a part three? And I was like, fuck no, are we doing this again? <laughs> and here we are. I mean, the thing about this, especially this particular episode is like, we live for this in the sense of we are so fascinated and captivated by the story. But recently over the weekend, there was almost like a sense of sadness that came over the whole story. So we don't want to contribute to that narrative. We just want to try to add some some clarity here. Right. Yeah. Let me also just lay a ground rules, a couple ground rules or before we start. Number one. <laughs> Shit, there are rules to this podcast. <laughs> Number one. On Friday, obviously, as you guys know, Jordan went on Red Table Talk, and our inbox was flooded with people saying, like, can you please do a reaction podcast immediately? Here's the thing. We wanted to wait till Monday because we knew things were going to come out over the weekend, which they did. Obviously, all the tweets, a lot of stuff. But also, it's just not in our style to kind of react immediately. It's one thing, like, we called each other immediately after. But when you're publicizing your opinions to such a large amount of people, we want to make sure that we're doing it in a way that's, like, sensitive and makes sense. And I don't know about you guys. It's three days later, and I still don't have my shit together. Like, my mind is still going. So we wanted to just make sure that we were (laughs) approaching this in the best possible way. And also, I just want to say— this is not, we're not at all trying to get you to pick sides because we don't even have sides here. We're a little bit all over the place, but we just want to talk it through. So let's all take a deep breath because I know how intense this is and let's get into it. You guys ready? (sighs) Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So since last week, what happens is Jordan posts a story to her, uh, an Instagram live to her story of her walking out onto the Red Table Talk set. Most of you know Jada Pinkett-Smith. This is her show. And uh, we are all freaking out. Our inbox has never exploded as much as it did when Jordan posted that story. Totally. 
we couldn't believe what we were having, what we were seeing. This this was like the mecca of this story. It couldn't have gotten more intense than Jordan going on Red Table Talk to tell her story. Well, the other thing is, think about it. Like celebrities don't do that anymore. Nobody goes on a show to dispel rumor about themselves or like talk about something and tell their side of the story. It's so Oprah two thousand six. Like we, when was the last time we had that? Caitlyn Jenner's Diane Sawyer interview and like not even. It's no, it's really and this true. happened right after. Like there was n- very little time wasted. This was kind of like to, to you know what happens a lot of times with the Kardashian scandals is that for so long there's these periods of silence that we're dying over. This was like the greatest gift to us. We're like, oh my god, it's only been a week and she's about to tell her whole story. Right, like usually when we want the behind the scenes, we have to wait until the episode comes out. Yeah, we couldn't believe it honestly. So she goes on and. Let's talk through what what happened on there first. So, as you as most of you probably know, and they explained on the show, the Smiths and the Woods go way back because Jordan's dad, who passed away, became friends with Will when on on the set of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So they have a lot of history there. So this wasn't like Jordan going on some random talk show with someone she didn't know. This is. She considers Jada like a second mom to her, right? Which I think was one of the reasons she felt comfortable even doing so. Just a funny point that we have to point out because people said it so many times. When she's when they started the episode, they start by saying, like, this is a story about how three families were affected. We're like, <laughs> slow your roll, Jada. This is a story about how two families are affected and one got involved and and made that was it was I funny. understand what she was doing. I understand her trying to like set the scene of how she's involved and why she's taking such a caring approach, but it was so funny. She's like, here's a story about how three families. One cheated like the other was involved in the cheating and the other is giving the interview like <laughs> it was so we got that a lot it was so funny I mean we're like diehard Jada fans but we just thought that, Ugh, that was we're really gonna funny. get into that because I have so many things to say about her too I know. anyway so Jordan goes on and you know first of all like I said I think she felt like it was a really safe space she wasn't being ridiculed she wasn't being grilled the questions were were I guess one could argue a little bit biased in the sense that there was a lot of sensitivity I don't blame her though I don't think I would feel comfortable going on something where to explain a story like that if I didn't have that same relationship. Anyway, and she basically says that, you know, she wasn't wasn't going to speak out, but she has to, she's been really respectful and not saying anything publicly, but now her family is in danger. She's like, my sister can't go to school. My mom can't leave the house. I have to speak on this. And she told her story, which was that they were at a club and they left the club and they go back to, she didn't know exactly whose house they were going to. They go to Tristan's house. It's like 2 a.m. And she said she was like, she found out kind of on the way there. And she was like, well, better somebody I know than somebody, I, a stranger. Right. And they're at the house and, you know, they're drinking the whole night. She's a little drunk. She said, I don't know about the whole taking people's phones. All I know is that I had mine. I don't know if other people's were taken. And she's saying at one point they were sitting, she was sitting on the arm of his chair. She's like, my ass did not leave the seat. I was sitting right there, but our legs were dangling over each other. She said there was no kissing. There was no touching, but I could see how someone looking in could see that there was flirtation there. She said at about 7 a.m., I was like, oh my God, the sun came up. And my Uber was waiting outside and I left. And she said when she got up to leave, the Tristan kissed her on the mouth. She kind of pulled back, no tongue, pulled back and was like, what the fuck just happened? Walked out. Left, she called Chloe and Kylie, told her, um, told them that she was there, but did not say anything about the kiss because she was still kind of freaked and didn't know how to approach it. Am I correct so far in, in recounting her story? Um, Jada asked her, you know, did anything else happen that night? She said, no. She said, could you see why people would suspect anything? She said, absolutely, the way it looked. She said, there was no lap dance. There was no us making out. None of that is true. Okay, that was the way she recounted the night. I want you to speak to how she spoke about um, telling Chloe or or the Kardashian involvement. 
So this part's still confusing to me. Um, What she had said was she didn't tell Chloe right away because it was like kind of two reasons. The first reason she said, which I'm not believing entirely, is that she didn't want to cause Chloe any more heartbreak. Like she was looking at the situation and was like, you know what? She's been through so much. I'm not going to tell her about this one indiscretion. Like it's not going to be that big of a deal. Who cares? She doesn't need to know. It's only going to hurt her more. What more likely happened was she got really fucking scared, didn't know how to approach the situation, and just left it out hoping it would never get out. When it did eventually get out, she Chloe called her and was like, okay, what's the real story here? And, and she said that she broke down and, and told her what happened and apologized. Um, she didn't really mention on how she told Kylie or what her conversations with Kylie have been like. I think that that's one thing that was actually really surprising to people. And maybe she had good reason for doing so. But I think what we were all expecting was, you know, obviously this was this impacted her relationship with these people so greatly. We thought that we would hear more about that. And we really didn't. She didn't speak about the effect it had on her friendship with Kylie. She didn't have to. I know that wasn't what the interview was about. I'm just saying I think it was surprising to people because we were expecting that. And and I can't tell whether I, I respect it or I don't respect it. Because part of me was like, why wouldn't you talk about how much this family means to you in 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 the light of that. But then the other part of me was like, it's kind of good that she just went on, spoke about the facts, made this just about her and Chloe and didn't bring Kylie into it. Like, I don't know. Every every aspect of this um, interview, I had like a polarizing opinion on. It's I have never in my entire life, and I think that this is the reason that everybody as a collective whole is struggling with this. And, and I, of course, not everybody, because there are some people that are taking harsh sides and that's it. But for us in general, when a public scandal happens, it's really nice to feel like you have a strong opinion and you feel solid in your opinion. That is just not the case here. There is no way that I can say with like full certainty, this is how I feel, this is 100% it, because my mind changes a lot based on other events that happen. I was watching that whole interview, and I really respected the fact that she— that's a hard thing to do. Whether you hate Jordan or not, like that is a hard thing to do, to go on there. You know, millions of people are going to be watching it. The What she was talking about, the death threats and that kind of stuff, that's disgusting. Like we have no, no, no tolerance. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance for any of that shit. No matter what she did, even if she was sleeping with him every single night of the week, still doesn't matter. It's still not warranted. Like it's just disgusting. And I think that, that it took a lot. So like I commend her. I thought she was elegant. She, you know, she handled herself well. A couple things I will say. The whole constantly professing her willingness to take a lie detector test. Yeah, we've spoken about that a lot. It's it's weird, and, I've, and I said this to you. It's like, it's such an empty threat to, to say a lie detector test because you know no one's going and getting a lie detector test. It's like when your parents catch you lying and you're like, I'll take a lie detector test. I'll, you're obviously fucking lying, but like that's the one thing you can do to prove that you're not. And it's like, I'm not saying she is lying. I'm just saying it's like such an empty threat. And I think a lot of times people do it to like push their push their um their truth even more and they think it'll create such a like a strong opinion in their favor, but it, it comes across the opposite in my opinion. Right. I, I agree. Um so she basically I think that the, the general consensus from the from the interview before and when I say from the interview, I mean like literally from this when it ended, not the couple minutes that happened after, which we're about to get into. Everybody was like, that was underwhelming. And listen, yeah, like, this is about a kiss? Are you fucking kidding? Right, like, we're, we're, like, we were expecting either some affair or some intense situation. Like, all of this is going on for one little goodbye kiss and some legs being, like, crossed over each other. What What's happening? Something is off. Everybody felt the sense of, like, something is off. Not saying she's lying. I just, something is weird here. Right. Something's not adding up. Something's not. And also, because, and again, I'm not blaming her because I really get it, and I would have done the same thing probably. Like, because Jada is such a mother figure to her, 
and was really treating it with such a sense of sensitivity. There were some questions that like a hardcore like journalist would have asked her that we wanted to know. For example, well, what was your relationship with Tristan up until the point? Like analyze it for us. You know, more more intense things that she didn't touch on. Right, like what were you guys talking about? What were you like? And I understand, I think Jada did a good job of finding that balance because she said to her, she was like, did you ever sleep with him? Did you do this? Did you, like, she was asking her those questions, but she didn't dig. And that's what, like, if something wasn't adding up, Jada wasn't like, well, why isn't this? Why isn't this what is being reported? Why hasn't somebody done this? Why hasn't somebody said this? It was like, Jada asked the question, Jordan said her thing, and then they moved on to the next. And it's like, some of those questions we could have dug a little deeper on. Right, listen, if, if one of us was like doing the interview, or, you know, obviously it would have been different, but I get it. I totally get it. And honestly, I think she did the best for what she could have done. Like, I... I wish this girl the best. That's our thing. Like, genuinely, I just want her to be okay. Like, I want everybody yeah. in this situation to be okay. We don't wish bad on anyone. But, okay, fine. So, immediately, the interview ends, and me, Isabel, and Julie conference call each other, and we're talking, what did you think? I don't know. Can you be about this kiss? As we're on the phone, Chloe tweets and tweet says, heard round the fucking world. Why are you lying at Jordan Woods? If you're going to try and save yourself by going public instead of calling me privately to apologize first, at least be honest about your story. BTW are the reason my family broke up. Which was in reference to Jada specifically asking her, were you the reason that they are no longer together? And she said, I know for a fact I am not. Okay. Chloe tweets this and everybody's first, or at least our first reaction was, number one, if you're going to call her out so publicly for lying, you got to tell us what she's lying about because that leaves way too much ambiguity and everybody's assuming the worst. Is she lying about the fact what happened that night? Is she lying about the lead up? What is she lying about? You you can't really play both sides here. Right. That was the first part about the tweet. The second part about the tweet was like, to to say to her that she is the reason her family broke up, that's just not the case. (laughs) It's just not the case. Like, listen, I love Chloe just as much as the next guy. You know how hard we go for the Kardashians. And And she did apologize for this, which we'll get into in a second. But Tristan is the reason your family broke up. Tristan being unfaithful. Tristan being a fucking jackass and a womanizer and just not a nice guy and having zero respect for you and your entire family is the reason. Jordan Woods, a 21-year-old girl who has been excellent to the family up until now, is not the reason. She's just someone that got caught up into his fucking trap. Especially, especially, especially if the story is the way that Jordan said it and he just kissed her on the way out. Then that is honestly... And again, if that's the story, 0% on Jordan and all on Tristan. Yeah. She didn't do, I mean, really, if that's the story, she did nothing. Right. No, a, th- a thousand percent. I mean, yeah, she she said in the interview, she was like, I shouldn't have been there in the first place. And then the thing about that is like, I think what she was saying was due to her relationship with the family, it's just kind of a little weird. Like, think about it. If you're, if you, you're best friend's older sister's baby daddy who she's having problems with is having a party at his house and she's not there. Maybe it's not the place to be at 3 a.m. I don't know. Even if there was nothing going on, it's just a little weird. Right, like, I don't think she was necessarily saying, like, my being there is the reason that this happened. Like, if I wasn't there, like, I wouldn't, he would never have kissed me. He would never, like, it's just, she's saying, like, I shouldn't have been there. Fact of the matter is she should not have gone in the first place. Not because of what transpired in the end. That's not her fault for being there that he did that. It's just, why put yourself in any sort of a situation where even if nothing happened, even if they didn't even spend the whole night, Chloe would have still been upset that she was there well, in the first place. That's the thing. I really want to make the distinction about like, because there was this whole uh, thing that came up about like rape culture. And is is her saying that kind of like this idea of, of you know, promoting, promoting, rape. promoting rape and culture. And I totally get why people would think so. I totally get it too. I just don't think that that's what she was saying. I think she was saying because of the nature of their relationship, who it was with the family, even if it was a girl, like if it was, think about it, if, it, if Chloe had a, a best friend, let's say Chloe had a fall 
falling out with Malika. And then Jordan's at her house at whatever. It was just weird based on the relationship. That's all. Not because her being there was the reason for the kiss. Like, if that's what's true, I, I'm not at all blaming her. And the other side of that is the alcohol that was involved. I think Jordan just wanted to dispel rumors that she was blackout because that was the story that was going around that she was like, I was so blackout. People had to tell me the next morning what happened. I don't think she was blaming what had happened on alcohol. I think she was just trying to say, I wasn't blackout. I was drinking, but that's not the reason that this happened. Right. Okay. So after the, after Chloe tweets this, the world kind of erupts because everybody's like, hold on, Chloe. We totally get how upset you are. We feel for you. We love you. And we you don't deserve any of this. But like, like I just said, let's take a step back. It is clearly not Jordan's fault. So she then tweets, Tristan is equally to blame, but Tristan is the father of my child. Regardless of what he does to me, I won't do that to my daughter. He has been addressing the situation privately in all capitals. If Tristan were to lie publicly about what conspired, then yes, I would address him publicly as well. <sighs> okay. Again, my first response is, what is being lied about? I, I have to know what, what part of the story is right. the lie. First of all, no one's going to believe you if you're keeping your side a secret. Because A, it's suspicious that you won't just come forward and say it. And B, if we get a full story from one person and some annotations from the other, then obviously we're not just going to be like, well, Chloe said she's lying, but we don't know what she's lying about, so I believe Chloe. It's like one person has a straightforward story and the other won't come forward with theirs. So why? That's the thing. And I have to say, and I I really, you know, we've gone since the beginning, we've said this is not for the show. And it, I a thousand percent, a thousand percent stand by that. A question I would ask that I don't know the answer to is, is it possible Jordan's able to come so freely and talk about this so openly because she doesn't have a, a show that she then has to, you know, give a plot line to. Whereas maybe with, with Chloe, it's like, I know you want to tell the story. I'm just making this up. And, but Chris Jenner's like, just wait till the cameras are rolling so we can like have it on film or we can do something bigger with this. I don't know if that comes into play well, here. I think that's one of the reasons the Kardashians are so successful is because it's not that these events, everyone thinks these events are fake, whether it's this or something else. It's not the events that are orchestrated. It's the aftermath of the events. They're very, it, it, like some people don't really notice it. They're very calculated in the way they respond. They never give you everything at once. You have to wait and either it comes out in a week, it comes out in a month, it comes out right before the, the premiere. That part I will give them is incredibly calculated and they're incredibly smart for doing so. I think Chloe could have come out right away and been like, here's exactly what I'm being told. Here's what happened. And I'm putting this out here because one day my daughter's going to read a story about this and I want her to know the truth, whether it's the good or the bad, whatever. Instead, I think what they do is they wait and they either show the behind the scenes on Keeping Up With The Kardashians because we all do that. We hear the story and we're like, holy fuck, I cannot wait to see how this went yeah, down. totally. Or they just give it to you piece by piece over a period of time and it keeps you interested in the story. Because if they gave everything at once, the story would be out of news circulation. A thousand percent. It keeps coming in because they keep giving us little bits of it. Also, just to keep you up to date. So that happens. In response to Chloe's first tweet, Harouche, which is uh, the Kardashian makeup artist, but really, you know how they all, all of you listening probably know, they all have like their each individual glam person, like Mario's is Kim. Harouche is really Chloe's, like it's her yeah. girl. And she responds to Chloe and said, all she had to do is genuinely apologize and take accountability for her actions. The fact that she chose to go on Facebook Live and lie about the situation shows she's not sorry at all. Again, I'm literally sitting there like, what the fuck is the lie? You right. have to tell us. It is so unfair to everyone involved. And listen, they don't owe us anything as the public. But that being said, we are, we've become, over the course of the past 10 years, so invested in their lives that like it kind of is public. And I want to respect their privacy as much as they want us to. But at the same time, this situation is public. So there has, something's got to give here because it's, it's, it's unfair for everyone, I feel like, involved. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's like, I get you're going to say that she's lying. You won't even say what part she's lying about. 
is she lying about the call to Chloe after? Because that's like, because Chloe said, like, you didn't apologize. Like, yeah, that's a little, there's the disconnect. Chloe said you didn't apologize, you did. Is that the lie? Is the relationship the lie? Is the whole night the lie? It, it doesn't make any sense. And it's unfair to Jordan, honestly, to, to keep back what you've heard. Because how does she know that you're not getting a lie and she is able to dispel it? Like, who do you believe in this situation? A reporter that's sitting at this party and giving you something to feed information? Tristan, who's obviously lying, or Jordan, who may not be lying? How do you decide who you trust in this? I have, I I don't know. And listen, we're going to really intensely get into all of our opinions about it. I just want to, I want everybody to have a timeline of the events that, that happened because it's really important to understanding more more of what happened. So after that, we're all like, okay, holy shit. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit of radio silence. The next thing that happened is that same day, Jeffree Star comes out with a viral Snapchat slash Instagram story where he basically says, for anybody who doesn't know, Jeffree Star is I could ruffle in those papers over there. Julie's favorite thing is to like make it wasn't make my favorite thing. I just noise. couldn't find it. <laughs> no, she it's like it's like a hobby of hers. Anyway, um, God, I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> so Jeffrey Star, really well known makeup artist, comes out and he lives in Calabasas. He lives in the same gated community that a lot of these people live, and says, "Listen, everybody needs basically. I'm, I'm summarizing. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up here. Anybody who knows in Calab- lives in Calabasas knows what's been going on here. You guys have been hooking up for a month or two. Everybody knows that this whole town talks." Just move on with your lives. Like, forget about it, basically. And that went viral because people— Jeffrey has been known for being, like, unapologetically speaking his truth. He kind of just, like, says it. Incredibly outspoken. Incredibly outspoken. So everybody's like, what— you know, what does what reason does he have to lie? Is this true? Also, this fueled the earlier reports. Because if you remember, about a week or so ago, the report surfaced that this, this has been going on for a month. So we hear this and we're like, holy shit. <laughs> this is intense. My question here is, has he been hearing rumors for the past month? Before this story broke, were there things circulating around Calabasas that they were hooking up and this just confirmed it for everybody? Or is the rumor going around that one person or two people started maybe that they've been hooking up for a month and now everyone in Calabasas is talking about that one rumor that they heard after the fact that it came out and that's what Jeffrey's going based on. That's what I'm confused about because if this has been going on for a month and everyone in Calabasas knows, listen, no one in Calabasas is keeping that a secret if it's been going on for a month, especially a random makeup artist that heard it from another makeup artist that heard it from another makeup artist. Like, no, they would obviously come forward with that. It would have gotten out sooner. There's no way that anything happens in in Calabasas that Chris Jenner doesn't know about, in my personal belief. I just I just don't I see I mean, if there's been rumors for a month, then there's no way that Jordan would have commented—I mean, that Chloe would have commented on that picture of Jordan two days before the story broke. Right, and if there were—I can't imagine that there were rumors that the Kardashians didn't know. So, like you're saying, was it— once the story broke, now it comes out. I don't know. There's so much confusion here. Like, there's not enough. There needs to be more clear facts here. First of all, my other question, which we're going to get into all of this, but up until this point is, why was nobody else at that party? With the exception, the only people from that party that have spoken are Jordan and the Hollywood Unlocked writer. Not one other person, not one other person that was there with Jordan, which I will say— the way that this looks right now, this narrative is like Jordan versus the Kardashians. And I understand someone, especially someone not in the limelight, doesn't want to come out in the limelight and go versus the Kardashians. I get that. Like, I'm not saying— It could have been an anonymous tip, but somebody but could that's say, what I'm saying. I was at, I'm not releasing my name. I was at this party. I mean, literally, journalistic integrity, you, you don't have to release your name. You can't and you don't have to name your source. Come out and say, I was at this party. Exactly what Jordan described is what happened or exactly what Jordan described is not what happened. She's lying. How has not one person said anything? 
anything. It boggles my fucking mind. It really, really but does. But why? There has to be a reason for that. An NDA? Uh, because this is, let me tell you something. This is deeper than than this. This is so much, in my opinion, this is so, there's no way that there would have been this massive reaction if it was as simple as that. There are things that we just don't know about. I hope in my heart that we will find them out, but I, this is this story is bigger. Like, it just is. This is also a testament to who Jordan's been surrounding herself with because obviously she doesn't have true friends in this situation if no one's coming out to take her side. Well, that's what she said. She said, you know, there are a lot of arms that I thought, oh, I have to say something. She said in the interview with Jada, she was like, you know, there were a lot of arms that I thought would be around me and no one was around me. And I forget what source, but someone tweet, posted that picture, posted that quote on Instagram and the picture was Kylie around her arms. Let me make something crystal fucking clear. Jordan was not talking about thinking that Kylie would have her arms around her. Right. Jordan knows for a fact she's a smart enough girl to know that when you hook up or whatever happened with Chloe's baby daddy, Kylie is not going to be the first one coming to your defense. So for everybody that's making clickbait of that, that's not what she was talking about. She was talking about her other friends. No, I didn't talk to Jordan. I don't have her to confirm that, but I can assure you that that was the case. Like I'm, She wasn't no, talking about Kylie not being there for her. She wouldn't be that fucking narcissistic in light of all of this. Okay, hold on. Let's catch. Let's see where we are, we're at right now. So that happens. Jeffrey Star comes out. <sighs> then the most recent thing is Chloe again on Twitter, which we made this meme like whenever anytime Chloe tweets, our heart rate just skyrockets because it's always so intense. She tweets three things in a row, starting with, "This has been an awful week. This has been an awful week, and I know everyone is sick of hearing about it. All as am I. I'm a roller coaster of emotions and have said things I shouldn't have." Honestly, Tristan cheating on me and humiliating me wasn't such a shock as it is the first time. What's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me, someone who I might love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. I have to move on with my life and count my blessings, my family's, my health, and my beautiful baby true. Okay, this happens, and I think that this was at least for us when— this real sense of like sadness shifted over the entire situation. Yeah. Not that it, not that we haven't had an incredible amount of like empathy for everybody involved here, but that was kind of like shit. This really sucks. Like he, here's this this woman. She's now being forced to like like imagine when best case scenario is that you have to publicly talk about how much of an asshole you're. Your boyfriend. It's like it just it just sucks. It really, really does. Also, did you notice who I love, not who I loved? She said in that tweet about Jordan. Yeah, yeah. like it wasn't past tense. She's like, I don't know. She could have not meant anything by it, or it could mean a lot. She does love Jordan. You don't just. Here, this is what I always say. Like you don't just love someone for so many years, and then something happens, and you stop loving them. You can be hurt. You can be mad. That love is still there. It's the reason that people go back to their ex boyfriends. You know what I mean? Like right. there is a, obviously a major amount of love there. Um, what I have to say about this, though, is, you know, everybody, I feel like as a collective whole, wants for Chloe to just find a good guy. She's had such a hard time, like, securing love. And we all kind of felt that that she had it with Tristan, and clearly she didn't. And when this whole thing happened, I think that the biggest— a real issue with people that they were having was like, why is the narrative on Jordan? Like, this, the narrative should be about Tristan. What me and Julie were saying is like— there's not going to be any headline that's like, Tristan Thompson cheats on Khloe Kardashian. That's like having a headline like, the sky is blue. Like, nobody gives a shit. They know that he's just a cheating asshole. The reason that this was such a giant story is because it was Jordan who did the, like, cheating. That's—people expect the worst out of him. Right. And to be clear, this story blew up because of the betrayal and the family that was involved. There was no outside factors that accounted for the fact that this story got blown out of proportion. It was the fact that this family is the most closely watched family in America. And 
people who have been with them for 10 years that they've been on the air feel such a connection to them. So when something like this happens on that level, of course it was blown up. There's no way it couldn't have been. This is one of the craziest things that's ever happened to this family. And of course people are going to latch onto this news and freak out about it and, and take, you know, every single question that they have and talk about it and talk about Jordan and blow it up and, and, and blame Jordan in the situation or, or at least give Jordan some blame in the situation. That's what happened here. That's what happened here. Like, you're talking about the Kardashians. They are literally viral. Every single thing that they do is viral. And this just went viral. And then the level of added betrayal, friendship, cheating guys, all that stuff, that narrative went into everybody's bones. Everybody could feel it on a certain level. And let me tell you something. We have gotten inboxes, I am not joking you, from 56-year-old men that are like, I know absolutely nothing about the Kardashians. I don't give a shit. This story has captivated me. I need to have another podcast. People are addicted to this. And it's really unfortunate. It's an unfortunate circumstance. And the thing is, is like, this is what I'm talking about with the Kardashians being so calculated. Had statements been released, this is what I know, this is what happened, this story would be done with. And and it's it's so interesting because Chloe said, um, I, I know you're all sick of hearing this, as am I. And it's like, the way you're going about this situation, you're not allowing for anybody to move on and talk about anything else because it's too much speculation. People, we we love speculation. We love, you know, coming up with our theories and what could have happened because that's all we have right now because we still don't know. I know, I know. It's so crazy that Jordan went on, did a show, confessed what she said is her truth, and we still have just as many, if not way more questions. <laughs> that's the thing. How is that possible? That, that's what I'm saying. We don't have any clarity. We were so excited to get clarity. And to me, I'm way more confused than I was going into it. And that's that. Hold on. Now let's catch you up on the likes that Chloe, the tweets that Chloe liked, okay? These are important. So there were two tweets. The first was, the fact that Tristan is disgusting is not new, but we would never expect something like that coming from Jordan. I mean, she was one of the sisters. I'm so disappointed. My baby Chloe deserves happiness and peace. Chloe liked that. The second one was, Someone retweeted her tweet and said, and to all the people who is telling Chloe it's not only Jordan's fault, but also Tristan's, don't worry because she knows. She she made what she had to do and it's over for him. But the fact that is no one could ever have imagined Jordan could have ever done something that awful. Chloe liked those, which I think was just continuing what I was just saying. is like, she's not surprised by Tristan and the reason that all of her blame was, it was so perceived that all of her blame was going on Jordan is because she's kind of like, yeah, no shit, he's a dick. God, I am literally sweating. Okay. So that is what we have in terms of actual tangible content and two other things that happened. Number one, Larsa Pippen, who is Kim's best friend and has been very vocal about this story, made an Insta story that said, I'm so sick of people saying I'm a bully. All I said was I tell the truth. I would tell my 10-year-old, all I said was that to tell the truth. I would tell my 10-year-old that. If you're going to be doing interviews, tell the truth. I don't handle my problems publicly. I handle them privately. Again, what part is she lying about? Someone fucking tell us Are the we truth. 100% sure she's lying? I'm, I'm not at all. I'm just saying, like, if everybody's going to say she's but lying. I'm, but right. right. If everyone's going to say she's lying, then, like, come out and you fucking say what she's lying. Otherwise, I'm going to believe her because you won't say it. <laughs> Is that a threat? It's a threat. It's a fucking threat. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Um, okay, then Perez Hilton tweeted and said, uh, article headline, did Khloe Kardashian start dating French Montana when he was still with Tina, with Trina? And wasn't Khloe friends with Trina? And French retweets that and shuts it down immediately and says, I was single like a dollar bill. Okay, there we go. The reason that that tweet, that Perez's tweet happened in the first place is because everybody, specifically those people that really don't like the Kardashians, were very quick to hop on this bandwagon of like, listen, I can't believe they're being so hard on this girl. Every single one of them has either 
been the woman that someone's cheating with or been the other person or something like that kind of thing. 90% of those tweets, by the way, listing the people the Kardashians have been with, the people that they were with had already broken up with those people. They may have had relationships. I hate this narrative. I hate it so much. Me too, so I hate it much. so much. And I'll tell you why. It's not even that that it's all wrong. It's not even factually incorrect that I hate about it. It's that just because somebody's done something that you perceive as wrong doesn't mean that you should be able to wish, wish, wish ill upon them. It's not right. It doesn't make any sense. Also, like, who are who is the public to control what happens in like this karmic world? Like, what, what, right. what we're we're now gonna like decide on the karma that she gets? Like, well, that one time that she hooked up with French Montana and he maybe have still been seeing his like ex girlfriend. Now she deserves what the fuck? Imagine what the world would be like if that's how everything worked. Yeah, I do believe in karma, but not on this such a like, calculated scale. It's such a disgusting way to look at it. Personally, I it's just so not the way that we operate that I I really don't have patience for that. I honestly. don't either. <sighs> okay, so that is and also just to add Kylie as of right now is still following Jordan yes which is like 1 p.m. on Monday and Kylie hasn't said a word Kylie has not said a word it's been radio sounds in our regular episode when we do the Kardashian recap we will talk about the whole Travis Kylie cheating situation but this is or lack thereof or lack thereof (laughs) but we need to really focus on this so that is what we have in terms of like receipts. There's nothing else that has happened since then Kim hasn't said a word nobody else has come out nobody else has said anything nobody else has tweeted anything Now let's just get into the like general discussion about this, which is the massive sense of confusion and sadness and upset that everybody is feeling. (sighs) What what do we even start with? Well, I think we should start with the idea, which I said in the beginning, is like, do we have to pick a side? And by we, I mean all of us, all of you listening. My answer is like, no. I don't think this needs, I hate the fact that there are even like sides. I hate the fact that they're so harshly against each other. I don't think that a side has to be chosen. Like, I think that we can look at this this situation and be like, there is a lot of ambiguity here. There's a lot of wrongdoing on both ends. Like, she shouldn't have been there in the first place. She, like, she should have told Chloe. Chloe shouldn't have, you know, addressed it in the way she did on Twitter. Like, nobody, it, it, there's a lot of fucked up things that happened here. It's like, I don't even know what to unfold at this point because I have so many questions and so many things that are left unanswered as we keep saying, but it's like, if the story Jordan told is true, then it's a really, really bad look for Chloe not to forgive her. Because even if Jordan wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, it's not enough to end a friendship. It's not enough to like end this entire family's relationship with her. That's an indiscretion that you say, okay, listen, that was wrong. It really hurt me that you went there. But I can forgive you for that. If Tristan kissed her on the way out, one kiss, that was it. You can forgive her for that because that's Tristan's fault. If you're mad at her because she didn't call you to confess right away, remember that she's 21 and you're not. And think about the shit you did when you were 21, Chloe, and how hard it would have been for you to come forward and just say the truth right away. It's so much easier said than done to be like, oh, if I was Jordan, what I would have done was gone right to Chloe's house and been like, I have to tell you something that happens. I know I shouldn't have been there, but this is not my fault and this is what happened. It's so much easier said than done to actually do that. Chloe should be able to forgive her for that. If that's the case. If that's the case. What I'm saying is the only way that it's, in my opinion, that it's okay on Chloe to not forgive Jordan and to keep, you know, this public perception against her is if there is more to the story, which is that they hooked up numerous times throughout the party, that they've been hooking up for a month, that they've been hooking up for a week, anything other than one kiss on the way out. Because otherwise, this is fucking ridiculous. I have two things to say about that. First of all, if there's if there is a lie being told here, and let's say, and when I say lie, I'm saying in regards to what actually happened, not not in regards to whether or not she called Chloe. 
there is a 0%, like 0.0% part of me that thinks that even if they were hooking up, that they were hooking up at that party and she was giving him a lap dance and she was doing all that stuff. Because when you're best friends with Kylie Jenner, you know how this stuff travels. You know there could have been pictures, especially if she said she wasn't even aware that phones were being taken. I don't think that the lie is what was happening that night. I believe her story about that night. I really, really do. I don't think she was hooking up with other people around with him. I just don't see that happening. If I had to hypothesize as to the lie, I think what it could be is that maybe there all these little murmurs that we're hearing is true. And there was a little bit of a history beforehand because when someone leaves your house at 7 a.m., a goodbye kiss is very different than like a makeout. Think about even just like if you're hooking up with a guy and like you have you sleep with him one night. It's like a thing. Like when my friends text me, like, oh, I just left his house. I'm like, oh, did he kiss you goodbye? Like, not everybody does that. It's much more of like a a ritual th- in my in my in my view. No, like, it is. It's you don't more- just kiss someone goodbye. It, it's it's a leftover reflex. It's a le- exactly. It's a leftover reflex. So it would make sense in a hypothetical world that let's say they did have a relationship and kissing her goodbye, like he typically does, is normal. And he kind of just forgot that there were people around and that whatever. That to me seems a lot more probable than, um, you know, than something going bad that night, which I know people could be like, oh my God, but that's so much worse. I, I know that it's so much worse for them to be hooking up. I just think that it's more likely. Do you agree or no? I totally agree. Let's break this down and move back. Like as a full theory, here's what could have happened. Not even what I think of happened, but could have and would make sense. They were hooking up previously. That kiss was a leftover reflex. Somebody saw that kiss that should not have. I believe that he, he didn't kiss her goodbye in front of everybody. I believe that he probably walked her out and somebody saw him kiss her goodbye. Whoever saw that happen probably then looked back on the events of the rest of the night and was like, huh, well, she was sitting on the arm of his chair and then maybe in their head that perception gets a little warped and he was like, she was like, well, maybe it was more than the arm. Maybe, maybe it was more than the arm of the chair. Maybe he was sitting on her lap. Yeah, I think it was, she was sitting on his lap. You know what? Now that you mention it, they were very close and touchy. If no one had seen that kiss at the end of the night, would this story even have been released because no one would have thought anything suspicious about the events leading up to that one kiss? Right, right. That's my question. That doesn't mean that they weren't hooking up previously. It just means that was the actual story that broke possibly blown out of proportion? Yes, I I definitely, I, that's what I, that's what I honestly think. I, I, I don't know. I don't want, I don't know what I think, but I, I, I don't, I just don't see a world where they're, where she's giving, like, I believed her when she was like, there was no lap dance. There was no, I think she's, like, she's not fucking that stupid. And neither is he, honestly. And why has not one person said yes? Even if they know that she's been hooking up with him for a month, even if that was rumors before, right. why has no one come forward and been like, at the party, just speaking about the party, Jordan is correct on what happened. There's not one person to corroborate her story and not one person to corroborate the other story that she was giving a lap dance and making out. Yeah. Another thing that I want to talk about is that, you know, first of all, when this stuff happens, it's like meme central. So there have been all these memes that are like, Tristan, like about how Tristan's really was dying to get out. And it's like, cheats on her the first time. And she's like, no, we're still a family. And he's like, God fucking damn it. Like, what can I do? Right? Right. <laughs> Here's the thing about that. It's like a funny thing in theory, but it's actually pretty cruel. And I don't believe that's the case. I think there are a lot of other ways to to break up with someone and to be like, if this is the case, like if we're going to for the next 30 seconds believe this narrative, that's like he's dying to get out, he needs a way. There's like maybe 86 other steps you can take before you hook up with Jordan Woods. Like there just is. Cheating on her with anyone publicly would have done it. Like again, 
Because the first time, okay, she forgave him. He could cheat with anyone and make sure that it was seen on video. Like, that's an easy way out. There, I don't believe, and people, I'm sure people are going to disagree with me. There's a 0% part of me that believes that this was his way of being like, let me fucking go. He could have just he left. He could have just left. You think he has a, that much of a regard for his feel, her feelings to not just leave without an excuse? This guy has proven his track record. He's proven his track record. Like, there's— there's not a part of me in the deepest level of my soul that thinks that he is a good person. Something that we should get into also that we haven't spoken about yet is the what things were like with Chloe and Tristan leading up to this. Because there's kind of three possibilities, in my opinion. Let's lay them out. One, which is Jordan's side of it, that she said specifically in the interview, I did not break them up. She And she referred to Tristan as Chloe's ex-boyfriend. That was— one side. The way Chloe's making it seem is that they were together. Chloe's making it seem, oh, Jordan, you did break up our family. We were together. Like, And even though she backtracked on that tweet, it it was still the way Chloe had perceived it was that they were together up until that point. Third option, they were separated but still maybe working on it. Either way, Tristan has a house that Chloe's not living in. There was literally that meme that was like, LMAO, Tristan had a party and didn't even invite his baby mama to it. Like, right. That's fucking true. Tristan is at a separate house. There's no way that they were to, as together as Chloe made it out to seem. And I, but I think that in her in her um, more recent tweets, she's kind of said that like they that, that like they things weren't great. She's kind of alluded to that. Also, wait, I have to say to all of the people that for so many months have been inboxing us, like, what do you guys think about Chloe's tweets? And we start like, I mean, Chloe's uh, stories on Instagram because she was doing all those quotes. And initially we're like, I don't know, maybe she just likes quotes. And then we were like, yeah, no, something's definitely up. Before, I'm saying before this ever broke. For all of you guys, yes. Those, obviously there was some truth to those quotes because nothing was going right. And those were definitely indicative of the weird turmoil that was going on with her relationship with Tristan previously to any of this ever happening. Right? Definitely. Don't you feel like this whole situation has almost like, even though we still don't understand what was actually happening, we can understand a little more than we did in terms of like the level of their intimacy bef- previously? Yeah. Because we were really confused. No, no. And and we hadn't seen him in, in a month. The most we saw of him was when she posted the the flowers on Valentine's Day that said "Daddy and, uh, from Daddy and True. Yeah. The flowers that And she then got. going back to that, which was not that long ago, which is New Year's Eve when they seemed perfectly fine together. The, what happened that transpired from New Year's to radio silence after that to one flower posted that says Daddy and True, which easily could have been him just sending true flowers, to this? Some shit went down. And God, I don't know. And do you want to know something? In all of this, we could I could talk about this for 17 years. And you know my still, the thing that pops to my mind, what is Kylie thinking? She is the first person that I think of in this entire situation every single time. Like, I think of Jordan in the way of, like, no matter what she did, as as I said in the beginning, she deserves none of this, like, hate and and it's it's disgusting and it's mean. And neither does Chloe. Nobody does. And honestly, neither does Tristan. Like, I can sit here and say he's such an asshole. I would never go and, like, comment a mean thing on his picture. Do I think he, like, deserves to die? It's, like, disgusting. So, so, so disgusting. But what is going on with Kylie? Like, how is she feeling? I th- I don't know. Kylie's incredibly private to start with, and we we know that obviously. And I think Kylie's in a really tough position where maybe she doesn't know the truth of the story. If if 
if Jordan's telling her, this is what happened, this is what happened, there was nothing else, I promise, I swear. And she's getting it from the other side of Chloe and Kim maybe, because Kim's obviously amping up Chloe. They've been hooking up for a month. Like, who the fuck does she believe? Her best, best friend in the world or her sisters? Like, neither of them have, in, in her head, neither of them have a reason to lie to her. It's like, how fucking confusing to be torn in such directions, like, so hard. And it's like, I understand Kylie not speaking because she probably has no idea what she would say if she was even going to give an interview. No, I know. I think that she is really distraught. It is so hard to watch. It's hard for us to watch. We know we don't even know these people. Like my heart literally breaks for every single person involved, and I have never met them. And and like not even on the peripheral. This is her best friend and her sister. I'm so upset. Like I'm so upset by all of this. I really am. I'm so sad about it. I'm 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 equally as fascinated as I am like distraught. Deep down. Yeah. Do you believe that they were hooking up prior to this party? Just off the top of your head, yes or no, gut instinct. Oh god. I I know you this not you want me to give you a really hard yes or no. Can I just say a little bit more than a yes or no? I can't believe that she would be so stupid or think that it was so worth it to do so. That being said, I just don't believe that the Kardashians who have a, such a history of uh, giving people second chances would be reacting like this if they weren't. Because I think everybody can admit that if the story that she told was the absolute dead all, end all, be all, that's it, it wouldn't be this intense. I just think something's missing. I don't know what that even means. What if they weren't hooking up? Maybe they were just talking. Like, I just think there's something else. That's what That's I think I it feel is. Too. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. I'm not don't we're not just agreeing just like to agree. Like No, I I I wish it was as simple as like, yes, I do. I don't it, it it's impossible to, you know, you think you know these people so well, right? Which is like <laughs> sounds like a ridiculous statement. Like, but like when you've been watching someone on air for 10 years, you follow their lives as closely as you do on Instagram, you think that you would be able to be like, okay. I can tell when they're telling the truth and I can tell where they're lying. I can tell when this is fake and it's not. And we do usually do a pretty good job of that. Like, I've looked at the Kardashians and I'm like, this is some bullshit. The fact that I can't figure out what's going on here means that there is a whole other level of the story that's not being shared by either party. And honestly, that, there's a huge chunk of information that we're going to eventually have to get where we go, oh, now it makes sense. And I think that some of that may be something that we don't even know, like that none of us can even uh, theorize as to what that is. I, that's what I said. That's what I started this episode saying. I know for a fact there's more here on either side. There's more here on either side. There just, there just has to be. There's just no, no way that there isn't. It's just so interesting to me that, that, that we are more confused than ever. We're more confused than ever. It's been two weeks or whatever since the story initially broke. And so many like quote facts have come out so many statements have come out not once do I feel at ease I really really don't no and it's because we don't have the whole truth it, and if Chloe had not tweeted anything after like if Chloe had been radio silence about this and there was no tweet initial gut reaction like that first tweet is an emotional reaction it's not calculated that's the thing that's, that's interesting thing. that's why I believe her that there's more to this story that's why I believe Chloe is because especially when you're a Kardashian and you know that every single thing that comes out of your mouth is so under the microscope, to tweet something like that, that is a gut reaction. That's from the heart and that's from an emotional place. And if if Chloe's lying, it, it wouldn't have been that quick of a reaction. That's how I feel. Without that tweet, I would have said like, Chloe's being ridiculous. Chloe's being 
so absurd here. Like, how dare she kind of ostracize Jordan for this when we don't even know? Like, that tweet was like, she meant that. That tweet was like, there is something Jordan's not saying, and Chloe's serious about because it. Because clearly she meant it because she fucked up so bad as to say, you are the reason my family broke up, which she then realized how bad that sounded and immediately took it back. But like, think about how emotional she must have been in that moment to say that. You know what I mean? Right, and, and it's such a lesson speaking out, you know, versus emotion versus thinking it's things through. It's why we till Monday to do the podcast. Right. Like, not to put us on the same level, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know what my initial reaction was compared to what it is now, you know? Wait, also I have to say something because I forgot to say it earlier, and I, I'm curious what you guys think about this. Like, we know that Jordan takes her relationship with the Smith family very, very seriously, right? I can't— Something that makes me second-guess the whole thing is, like, if Jada's giving her this public platform to go on, she's telling her 100%, like, live your truth, speak your truth— and this isn't her truth. Is she going to go on and and betray, forget anybody else, betray Jada like that? Right. That's the thing. It's like, that would be some shit. Because then it's like, you lie the first time, okay, the world can forgive you. But again, I, I don't know. Then it's like, she's and really like digging to, herself. to Jada, like, this woman treats you like a daughter. She gave you this incredible opportunity to go on her show and tell your truth and, and be raw and candid and honest about it. Give you a chance to, you know— switch the narrative onto your side and to lie on her show and, and do that to her, I don't know if she would do do that. I don't know either. <laughs> okay. I think I'm dying. Julie, Julie, let me tell you what's been happening in this in this podcast. We've paused 19 we, times for coughing fits. <laughs> Julie, not only, she like coughs, gets hiccups, like ruffles her papers all at the same time. So it's just sound effects. Just like go with it. It's fine. I'm really sorry. She's, she's stressed. This is a, this is a very it's stressful situation. It's a really situation. stressful. I don't we usually been, have stressful situations like this. I, I have been, since this happened, since Friday, we've been texting each other like, we are so stressed for this because there's so much information to get across. There's so much we want to convey and there's so much confusion. Literally, we're, we're together last night to talk about this. And and Emma's like being a little weird. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I'm just really anxious for tomorrow. I'm like, why are you so anxious? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just anxious about it. Like, yeah. I've never in my entire life, and I really, I've really done some reflecting on this to think. In my 24 years, I have never been as invested in a pop culture. I'm not saying it's the biggest one of all time. I'm just saying I've never. I know I said that before. I've never been as invested in a pop culture story as I am in this particular one. And I think a lot of people would echo that sentiment, which is why it's gone so viral. Definitely. <sighs> What was the point that you were going to say? The point I was going to say was back to the tweets about Chloe tweeting that initially saying she blames Jordan. Chloe tweeting that is the exact equivalent of Jordan not coming clean right away. Like doing something out yes. of emotion instead of thinking what's right in the long run is the exact equivalent. Totally. Which should be further, further, like we're all human beings, remember? Like, right, like we are. Everybody like, fucks if, up. If Chloe's this mad at her about not coming clean right away, then like Chloe needs to take a second look at it. Because if that's the piece of the truth that's missing, then like that's not right. Also, why would Jordan say that she apologized if she didn't? Like, Chloe was like, you did not call me to apologize. Why would Jordan say she apologized if she didn't? That To me, that's like a, hu- that's like a huge— mi- Maybe Chloe was saying, you called me to apologize about that, but not about— I-, I, don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There are facts that we don't know. Also, like, when, when, um, when Jordan was saying how there are people that she thought were going to be around her that she's not— I said the whole thing. Like, I wonder how many of those people are people that are just her own friends or people that are also linked to the Kardashians. You know what I mean? Like, is that is she talking about Stoss and yeah, I think all maybe of their Stoss. other friends and and Harry Hudson and all those people? Is she talking about them or is she talking about people that have nothing to do with the situation? I don't know. My other question. We could just go play. We're playing question pong now. Because we have so many questions, just like you guys. You wrote it. I want to I want to be really clear. You guys wrote us literal essays, which 
we couldn't, we can't respond to all of them. There were thousands, but we read every single one. I, as, I did a lot my of best. the questions that we have and a lot of discussion points are, we have are drawn from drawn things from that you, you guys. Wrote. Like I we listened to the voicemails. We I I really, really did. And I wish I had the answers. <laughs> Another question I have is is Chloe only unable to let this go because she's being so hyped up by everyone around her? Like, you know when you're upset about something and and you're kind of getting to the point where you're like, okay. Maybe I'm overreacting. And you have everyone in your ear being like, you're not overreacting. This is the worst thing to ever happen. This is betrayal on another level. Like, And you're like, yeah, you're fucking right. Like, is that what's happening here? Because we know that Kim, like, this is like the report that's been going on, and, and we know Kim's personality, so this is the one part of the story that I, I 100% believe, that Kim is probably in Chloe's ear like, you know what? This is betrayal on another level. Like, you don't deserve this. You're amazing. You're perfect. She's trash. She has nothing. Like, is Chloe unable to move on because she has this voice in her head that's like, you are so right. You stick to your guns. I think that what it is, maybe, potentially, I don't know, really good point and a good question, and I would love to hear what everybody else thinks. I think what it is is, like, Chloe, from what we've known, like, if you, anybody who knows the Kardashians, they speak pretty highly of, like, a lot of them, but Chloe's the one that they're always like, she has the best soul. She's the best person, the best personality, like, all that stuff. You would think that she would have such a good judge of character, right? And I think that what's happening, we've spoken about this in previous episodes, it's like, she has made a lot of quote, wrong choices in terms of her partners or people that she surrounded herself with. And I think what could be happening, I'm just hypothesizing, is like she's having a moment of like, what the fuck? I need to get my head screwed on straight because clearly my judge is so off. Like when you, you're a judge of character and, and the way you perceive people is really a testament to like your intuition. And that's what makes you feel grounded. Like there's no better feeling than you meet someone and you're like, you know what? He, he's, I get a bad vibe. He's not a good guy. And then you find out like two weeks later that he actually really is a bad guy and he's like a serial killer. And you're like, you know what? I fucking knew something was off. I'm not saying Tristan's a serial How killer. How often do you meet somebody and it's like two weeks later, you're like, oh my God, I knew that guy I met at a bar was a serial killer. <laughs> like you meet a guy and then it's like, and then two weeks later, and you're you like, find, he, like, you, you find like, you find a sketchy story about yeah, that. You, like, you like, find yeah. out that he like cheated, whatever. You're like, I knew it. He just like had bad energy. I feel like Chloe is such like an energy person. She's such a vibe person. She has, she's so spiritual and believes in all this stuff. I think there's a real chance because I'm, maybe I'm putting, I'm projecting this is how I would feel if I was her. It's like, whoa, I thought my judge of character was a lot better than this. And all these people that are really so close to me are really disappointing me. Like that takes a fucking toll. It really, really does. And also, wait, hold on. I have to say something Sorry. else. Also, just like from the perspective of someone who's like losing a parent, I can understand. And I I totally am, this is like, I don't have any idea if this is true or not. But when all these men in your life like betray you and, and really um, just like fuck you up, I bet she's really longing for her dad right now more than she ever has before. And not only does she not have her dad, she doesn't have, uh, you know, Caitlin as like that male figure in her life. They've spoken about that, obviously, how that was like a grieving process. Yeah. And Rob, from what we know, isn't the most like secure. I, I, I just think that she's really probably craving some like serious like male um <sighs> just like love and 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 grounding and on the flip this. side so is jordan right and so is jordan because jordan lost her dad like that's what i say it, I, you guys know i spoke on the katie episode like i lost my mom last year and i can imagine if i was in this situation and it was a really good friend of mine like a female friend that that betrayed me like this which luckily i've never been in that type of situation i would just want my mom so badly in that moment and I think she's really missing her dad right now. I, of course, I'm. I'm. Like, I don't know if that's true. She didn't tell me, but that's how I feel. But I'm sure. I imagine any any time, like, especially if you're in a position where you feel like you can't trust your intuition and you need to go to somebody that you can just know will give it to you straightforward and tell you, like, you know. Chris has a lot of connections to everybody, and and one of Chris's strengths, and maybe also possibly one of her faults, is how involved she is with 
everybody's life. So she's when when you know Courtney and Scott were going through what they went through, it was really hard for her to be an objective third party because she was so involved with not only Courtney's side of it, but also Scott's side of it. And I can imagine that Chloe is looking for somebody to just be like, I need somebody who's just going to tell me up up from down, right from wrong in this situation. And when you're Chris and you have so many emotions and you're so wrapped up in it, it's hard for her to give Chloe that straight opinion. It's hard for Kim because Kim obviously is speaking out of emotion. Like, I can so imagine what you're saying. Just like, I need that voice of reason. I need a, I need my she dad to give that voice dad. of reason. And it's so awful. And, and on the flip side, I can so see Jordan being like, I'm so young. I just lost a parent. I feel like I'm spiraling and I have nobody that's grounding me. And it's so awful on both sides because I, I so feel that. I so understand. And the worst part about this that I think, and this is like really me getting psychologically deep and I have no idea if there's any truth to this, is that while Chloe is feeling this need for her dad, she's also probably feeling this simultaneous need of like, and my daughter, I know how hard it was to grow up without a dad. Not that her daughter's growing up without a dad, but like her daughter now, the relationship she's going to have with her dad, there's no way that it can be as perfect as she would want it to be because of the wrongdoings that he's done. Nothing on Chloe's part, but I'm just saying like that probably is also is feeding I mean, into the fact of the matter is, is that Tristan betrayed Chloe in that situation, but he also betrayed his daughter. If you care about your kid, then you do what you can to to protect their mother. That's how I feel. That's how I've always felt. If you're going to do something and you're going to hurt the mother of your child, then you're hurting your kid also. There's no separation between the two. Your kid is going to grow up one day and read something about you. And if you want that to be the narrative, then you better think really fucking hard about what you're doing and how much you care about your kid. I a thousand percent agree. I think both of us come from the the perspective of like, we've watched, we are really lucky to have parents who have been loving and loyal to each other. I mean, until my mom took her last breath, like loving, loving, loving. And to me, I don't see any other world where as, you know, as a husband to treat your wife in this way and to be so disloyal to her, even if, even if to her, he is so kind, his actions speak so much louder than his words or his gifts or anything else ever could. And I have a really hard time with that. Okay. Do you feel comfortable winding down? Yes and no. (laughs) I know. I mean, I could go on this forever. Here's what I want to, what I want to say about this. I can't, like I said in the beginning, we're not telling you to take sides. We're, we don't. We still don't know. We still have not taken sides. There's so much ambiguity here. There's so much confusion. I think our general message is like, let's try us as like a general, the general public to approach this situation with like a real human lens. And remember every single person here, while they are massive celebrities, and while this is fascinating, and I'm sure this is getting you some of you guys through your workouts right now, like these are their lives. So let's try to treat it with a level of sensitivity I'm not trying to sound all kumbaya. I'm like really speaking because God forbid if any of us were ever in this situation, I would want people to handle it with on a either level, side. On any on any side. Even if I was Tristan with a level of like respect and some sort of compassion because no matter who fucked up and how badly they did, they are still people. And like let's remember that. So this has been a fucking roller coaster. I I hope that this is the last part. I hope that everybody can go, return to their daily lives. My gut feeling is that some more shit's going to come out. And when it comes out, we're going to talk about it because that's what we do. I don't think we're contributing to this like bashing narrative at all. It's not our goal. If anything, I think we're if trying anything, to I think we're trying to, to clear it up. I really appreciate, I know you guys keep saying to us that like, you're, you're so thankful for this because you needed a place to discuss it and everybody in your own life is sick of hearing it. That is That sentiment is so reciprocated because we feel so fortunate that there's this massive community of people that care about this issue as much as we do and put as much time and thought into analyzing it. Not from We did not get one 
hateful inbox about it. Every single person came at it from like, here's my perspective, here are my thoughts, and they just want to talk about it. And that's all we want. So if we could create any sort of dialogue around it, we are really grateful and honored to be able to do so. And this is my life's work, and I like fucking love it. Couldn't have said it better (laughs) myself, my little Emmy. And if you guys enjoy these or Jordan Gate or anything, we would so appreciate leaving a review and a rating. It just really helps us. Anyway, guys, we will see you next week for our regular, hopefully regular Kardashian bonus show. And we'll see you this week also uh, tomorrow for our regular episode. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We love you guys. And thank you. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.